open your Bibles now, please, to the 126th Psalm, Psalm 126, in your Schofield Reference Bible, page 663-663. We'll read all six verses of this psalm. We'll read the verses responsibly. Take note, please, of the fifth verse, which is the text verse for this morning's message. Let's stand, please. This is our custom to stand as we read the scripture. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for that for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And let's pray. Father, thank you for the beautiful day. Thank you for our church and and how faithful our people are to be here in, in season and out of season. We're prayerful this morning that thou wouldst accomplish thy desire among us in this service. Speak to our hearts, help us to be alert to the preaching, and help us to find something for our need in this service today. We pray for the filling of thy spirit in each and every Christian's heart and help our preacher in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to read for you just one verse that we read a while ago, the shortest of all the verses in Psalm 126. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. That's my text this morning. And the title of my message is, Your Greatest Need When Sorrowing. Your Greatest Need When Sorrowing. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Our Heavenly Father, I pray this morning you help me to be what our people need. That's what I want more than I want anything else. So I pray that uh, you help my raspy voice this morning and... uh, Help the people to listen carefully to get the truth of what I'm going to say. Please, in Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I received, come up just a tad, please. This morning, I received, before I even went to Sunday school, seven notes under my door. I've received more notes than that, but seven notes under my door telling me of heartbreak and tragedy and sorrow. I've made mention both of the last two sermons on Sunday morning of the near epidemic of heartbreak and heartache in our church. Seven this morning, and I'm talking about a loved one has cancer. I'm talking about uh, a person themselves that has cancer. I'm talking about a lady whose husband has just forsaken her and she doesn't know where he is. I mean, seven this morning before Sunday school. Now, 
you listen carefully, I want to give you the best help possible when you're sorrowing. I want to give you the best advice that I can give you when you have a heartache or heartbreak. I want to give you the best comfort possible. Now, is it sympathy? No. I think that sympathy is very important. But sympathy is only last a little while after the sympathizer is gone. Now, don't misunderstand me. I believe in sympathy. I believe in sympathizing with people. But it's only a temporary uh, uh, aid at best. Sympathy is the temporary paramedic which can help until permanent cure is available. Now, this morning, I'm not talking about that temporary paramedic help called sympathy. I'm talking about the permanent cure. Now, listen carefully. If you are not having a heartache, and most of you are if you're adults, you are going to have one. And what I'm going to tell you this morning is the great secret, the best advice, the best help that you could get concerning uh, what to do in sorrow. Now, what is this supreme comfort? Just what is this ultimate help? <clears throat> Just what is this most excellent advice? Just what is this permanent cure to heartbreak and heartache? To answer, I must explain a misunderstood scripture. We often misunderstand verses <clears throat> because we read them so carelessly. And now to pan for a nugget of truth in one little verse. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Now, here is our translation. This is what we have thought it means. They that sow tears shall reap joy. It does not say that. It says they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. It does not say, if you cry a lot, that means you're going to be happy. That's not what this verse means. It may be true, but that's not what this verse means. This verse does not mean that they that sow tears shall reap joy. Or it does not mean they that sow the seed of tears shall reap the harvest of joy. That is not what this verse means. Now, let's get the real meaning. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Hear me carefully. The constant of this verse is the word work. Oh, the word work is not here, but that's the constant of this verse. Sowing is work. Reaping is work. So that is the constant of this verse. It, the constant of this verse is not tears, it's not joy. The constant is work. Now follow me carefully. Both sowing and reaping are work. So, here's what it means. Keep working when weeping. That means they that, they that keep sowing when weeping. They that keep on sowing while in tears. Doesn't mean you cry a lot, you'll shout a lot. That's not what this means. It may be true. But that's not what this verse is talking about. This verse says, keep on sowing while you're weeping. Keep on teaching that Sunday school class with a broken heart. Keep on going soul winning with a burdened heart. Keep on working the bus route with a heartache or a heartbreak. That's what it's saying. It's saying if you keep on working while you are weeping. 
So it means keep working while we think. Now hear me again. It means also keep working while, 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 while enjoy. Keep working while weeping and keep working. There are two times that most poor people stop serving God at the other time or working. One is while they're brokenhearted and one is when joy comes. What God is saying here, he's saying keep sowing while you weep and keep reaping while you have joy. They that sow while they weep should keep on reaping while they rejoice. Now, the rejoicing is not the weeping. And the, the simple truth is this. God is saying, don't quit what you're doing. Keep on souling. Keep on building that bus route. Keep on building that Sunday school class. Keep on rearing those children. Keep on being a good mother. Keep on being a good father. If your husband is left, your, your children need you worse than ever. They don't need you to lay down the trowel and quit building now. They need you more than ever. If you have a, a heartbreak or heartache, those that you serve and those that love you and those whom you love, they need you more now. Look, we've been through sorrows here in this church. I've been brokenhearted. We've been through battles here in this church. But when we've gone through these battles, I've said to you, let me keep on serving you. Let me keep on. They that sow and while they weep. They that keep on working while they weep, then keep on working during the joy. Here's what it says. Don't let tears stop your work. The natural tendency is, well, I'll just have to uh, step aside for a while. No, you don't step aside for a while. You keep on stepping just like you've been stepping. While you're crying. Now, you say, Brother Howes, you're understanding. I understand the Bible, and the Bible, by the way, I hate to tell you this, but God's smarter than you are. That's going to come as a great shock to most of you. But God is smarter than you are. And the God of heaven said, don't you quit your working. Don't you quit training that child. Don't you quit your job for God. Don't you, whatever you're doing, don't you quit it when the tears come. They that keep on working in tears have, are supposed to keep on working in reaping, if you please. So, here's what he's saying. The best help I can give you is keep working while you hurt. That's better than sympathy. That's better than a dozen roses. That's better than a telegram. That's better than a get well card. Keep on working while you weep. Now, that means keep working while you hurt. Don't quit a thing while you hurt. Don't become a recluse while you hurt. Accept sympathy as you work, but not as a substitute for your work. If you ever need to keep your mind busy, it's when you're, when you're grief-stricken. If you ever need to keep yourself occupied, it's when you have a broken heart. Our baby girl's in the choir here, and uh, she ain't no baby no more. She'll be, uh, 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 she'll, uh, anyway, uh, in a few days she'll have a birthday. And uh, she'll be old enough to vote. She's been old enough to vote a long time, but she still will be old enough to vote. But she was our last child to get married. Now, I've always been very close to Cindy. Uh, we've been buddies. That's what we called each other all through the years. And we're still buddies. I still love her with all my heart. But she was the last child to get married. And uh, it is tough. So what did I do? I canceled. I'm uh, sorry. I didn't cancel a single thing. I chose the hardest counseling session that I thought I had coming up and made that counseling session 
right after Cindy and Jack left uh, on their honeymoon. And I went, and before I got myself wrapped up in somebody else's burden, and by the way, that's one of the best things you'll ever do. If you have a burden, you find other folks that have burdens, and you help them. And you say, Brother Howes, I, I, I won't send it. Sure, you won't send for me, but somebody has got to give it to the other folks, too. Now, I'm trying to tell you, I went to my office, I sat there in council, and with a broken heart, left about the problems of somebody else. Sure, I miss Cindy, but the Bible said, while you're weeping, keep on working. And then, while you're, while you're weeping, also keep on working, if you please. How about this? Keep working when you can't see results. And one day, if you keep working, you will see results. Or how about this? Don't let tears keep you from working, and don't let joy keep you from working. Illustration. 41 years ago, last August 30th, this is how I became pastor here. Well, she's the pastor, I'm the assistant, but we came here. I worked hard in my life as I worked that first year. We were averaging 700 in Sunday school. After one year, we were averaging 700 in Sunday school. I kept working. After two years, we'd grown to 700 in Sunday school. I kept working. After three years, we were averaging 700 in Sunday school. I kept working. The fourth year, all of a sudden, we jumped about 1,900 in Sunday school, and I couldn't understand it all. But I kept working. You see? I know preachers that their success keeps them from working. I know people that sorrow keeps them from working. So what happened? It, 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 see, my job, we, we had battles. We had problems. We had, I was lonely. I was homesick for Texas. I was under attack. But I kept on working. No growth the first year. Kept on working. No growth the second year. Kept on working. No growth the third year. Kept on working. And shock when growth came. And then when reaping came. Kept on working. And the cycle has been regular for 41 years. Weeping, but work while you weep. Reaping, but work, but work while, while you have joy. Uh, when you, when your heart is broken, keep on working. When it's mended, keep on working. When you feel like you can't face tomorrow, keep on working, when you can't wait for tomorrow, keep on working. That's what the psalmist said. The psalmist said, don't you stop because you have a broken heart. Don't you let tears stop you from working. They that so work in tears shall reap. That's work in joy. Hey, that means that the secret to joy is not hoping the secret of joy is working. Hear this. There is no work like no work. There is no work as hard as no work. There's no labor like no labor. There's no load as heavy as no load to bear. There's no weariness like no weariness. Let me give you a song. Just keep on praying till light breaks through. The Lord will answer. He'll answer you. Now, let me add some fans of that. Just keep on working the light breaks through. The Lord will answer it. He'll answer you. God keeps His promise. His word is true. Just keep on working. 
If all I said this morning to you was when the tough times come, keep on working. They that sow, sow is work. Sow is work. I've done it. I've, I've sowed and I've, I've reaped the harvest from Huckle's farm in the summertime. I know what it's like to plant seed. I know what it's like to follow a mule on a plow. I don't mean a plow that, that, that's a, a tractor plow. I need a mule in me. That's all. I know what it's like. I know the toil of sowing. And my Bible says when your heart is broken, when you walk away from the side of the city of the dead, or the doctor says it's malignant, or the, your husband says I'm leaving, or the child is broken, your heart, and, and you, you prayed for the child and tried to train the child, and the child has broken your heart. God said, while you're sitting there weeping, God said, get up and work. Pay that soul. That is work in tears shall are supposed to reap one day. That's work also in joy. And that's what the text means. Just keep on working. The light breaks through. And then, get this, just keep on working when light breaks through. My friend Russell Anderson was preaching at the Bob Gray's Patrick Conference. And I have a heart condition now, and because I do, I have to take some time off. We have to take two Sundays off in the, uh, this year, three, in the summertime, and then we have to take another Sunday off in the wintertime. And, uh, I'm hoping my heart will get worse. We can take one off in the spring and the fall also. But Russ Anderson was, was preaching, and he said, You lazy young preachers, you want to copy Brother Hiles without paying a lifetime of serving that Brother Hiles. He said, you two young preachers, 30 years old or so, you want to take a cruise like Brother Hiles does. He said, where did you get 74? Now you listen carefully to me. This church wasn't built on some cute little personality or charisma. This church was built, you hear me carefully, this church is built by, by those of us led by a man who's grown old right before your eyes, and that man has wept for 41 years, and these his eyes have been moistened again and again, and these shoulders have been drooped, and this heart has been broken again and again and again, but kept on sowing, kept on sowing. And that's the secret to this great church here. As a church, we've been burdened, we've been attacked. And the honest, simple truth is, that's God. We kept the buses running, we kept the Sunday school going, we kept knocking on doors and ringing doorbells. What we do? I mean, all the tears were falling, we kept on working. Now, if it'll work for a church, it'll work for you because God said it would. Hear me carefully. You will weep if you sow. Because the devil doesn't like sowing. The devil is after sowers. Hear me carefully. When you stop because of heartache, you're playing right into Satan's hands. Instead again. When you stop. I remember years ago. First name was Mike. His wife was killed in a car accident. Mike what? Uh, she was killed. Scott. Mike Scott. I knew you'd come in handy someday. George, this is a big day. Raw Moffat worth his salary. Wonderful day. What? Coming from you, that's not even an endorsement. 
Lennox Scott's wife was killed in an accident on the corner of Joliet Street and Burr Street on Friday. I think it was Friday, pretty sure. It wasn't. It was either Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Saturday or Sunday. I think it was Friday. I'm 90% sure it was. The next day, with her body laying a corpse, Mike worked his bus ride. And the next day, Sunday, he went on his bus ride. Now, you saying, should I do that? I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying that Mike Scott was doing exactly what this Bible says in our text this morning. He was in tears. His lovely young wife was taken from his side. He was brokenhearted, but he sowed in tears. That's what that means. Sow in tears. Ladies and gentlemen, if I sent you, and I'm not going to, but if I sent you a big bouquet of flowers today and said, God bless you, I'm praying for you, that will last until they will. If I sent you a telegram and said, I'm praying for you, and that's necessary, that's good. Or I called you on the phone or wrote you a note or patted you on the back, that's good. And we ought to do more of it around here. But that's not the main thing to help you in sorrow. The God who wrote this book knew the answer. They that sow while weeping. Now let me say this. Many good Christians when the reef play into the devil's hands. Many good pastors, when in battles, play in the devil's hands. Many good people, when criticized, play in the devil's hands. Many Christians, when hurt, play in the devil's hands. Many Christians, when heartbroken, play in the devil's hands. And that leads me to another passage you misunderstood. And that's Matthew 28, 19, and 20. And, and you know, I mean, I'm not 28. Uh... Matthew 11, 19 and 20, or maybe Deuteronomy 13, I'm not sure. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I won't turn to it, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hear this now. God said, if you have a burden, a heartache, Come to me, and I'll give you rest. Well, dear God, exactly how do you plan to give me rest? The next verse says, take my yoke upon you. And learn me. He did not say, listen carefully, he did not say, I'll take your burden away. He said, I'll give you another yoke. Let me illustrate. When I was a paratrooper, back during the Spanish-American War, I was a paratrooper. We had what we called a, a um, ca- had canvas scraps, risers, I think they call them. Oh, I forgot what they call them. Anyway, we had a a um, harness, and a harness had big straps across the shoulders, about about maybe two and a half inches wide, like a huge belt, heavily woven. The first time I jumped out of a parachute, out of an airplane, when my parachute opened, it ripped the flesh on my shoulders. I mean, it just took that much, that wide strip off the skin, off my shoulders, just like that. Now, they came out shortly after that with a new harness. And that new harness kept you from 
damaging your shoulders when you jump. Same airplane. Same parachutes. Same landing field. Everything was the same. But the harness was different. And you come to God and say, Oh God, oh God, I've got a burden, I've got a heartache. He will not necessarily lift it, but He will give you His yoke. So you can keep on working. Keep on pulling the plow. And keep on working. That's what God does. God is saying, Hey, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit working. I'll help you. I'll give you. So I come to God. Say to God, I have a burden. We sing this song. Yes, Jesus took my burden. I could no longer bear. Yes, Jesus took my burden in answer to my prayer. My anxious fear subsided. My spirit was made strong. Yes, Jesus took my burden and left with the song. That's not in the Bible. He did not say, come and give me your burden. He said, come and I'll give you a yoke that will help you carry your burden. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest cure, the most any problem you got is just keep on going and don't quit and don't turn back and don't let the devil have his way and don't retire from the work you're doing and don't leave quit your Sunday school class or your bus ride just keep on working they that sow while they weep shall reap and they can rejoice while they reap that's what Isaiah 40 31 means <coughs> they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength that doesn't mean you sit down and wait. <laughs> Lord, I'm waiting for strength. No, sir. It means I'm here to wait on you. May I help you, please? May I help you? What is your need? What can I do for him? And you. And you. They that wait upon the Lord like a waitress at a restaurant, she's waiting upon you like a hostess or stewardess on an airplane or a steward. They're waiting on you. They that look to God and say, Dear God, give me the next instructions. I'll keep on waiting on you. I'll keep on serving you. God said that he will renew your strength. So God's not saying, get in the woods somewhere and do nothing. The truth is, you become a recluse. You make everything. You will become useless to God and society. Now, let me say it again. You not listen to a young fellow that's giving you theory. You listen to a fellow who's walked in that door sometimes with a smile on his face that was a fake. But I felt that I walked in the door. And I have a smile on my face. Now, I'm not saying folks need you. That's not the purpose of my sermon. I'm not saying keep on working, keep on serving, because folks need you. That's the case. I'm telling you for a selfish motive. Keep on working. Keep on sowing while you're weeping. And keep on reaping while you're rejoicing. And that's what Galatians 6, 9 means. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we think not. What's he saying there? He's saying don't stop doing things right and don't quit working, for in due season. Hallelujah for due season. 
thank God for due season. Ladies and gentlemen, I have, I have worked while I was, while I was weeping and my heart was broken. I kept on working, but thank God, let me stand up here and tell you that due season comes. I have a sermon I used to preach and occasionally still do on Sundays coming. They put him, they tried him wrongly. They mocked him. And they falsely accused him. And they, they beat him with a cat of nine tails. And put him on the cross. But in that sermon I say, enjoy yourself, Pilate, for Sunday morning is coming. Enjoy yourself, Herod, Sunday morning is coming. Enjoy yourself, Caiaphas, Sunday morning is coming. Enjoy yourself, Annas, Sunday morning is coming. Enjoy yourself, soldiers, but Sunday morning is coming. Enjoy yourself, screaming multitudes, saying, crucify him, crucify him, but Sunday morning is coming. Ladies and gentlemen, when the heartache comes and the shadows come and the darkness comes and the fog is there, keep on working. i got news for you. New season is going to come. Sunday's coming. Enjoy yourself, you Hefner. Because you're going to be shocked when Sunday comes. In due season. Be you not weary in well-doing for in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. I'm finished. But listen. I could close my eyes this morning and point anywhere. And I could find within three people a heart that I know is broken. I said the last two Sundays, I've never seen it like it is now. Before at 9 o'clock every morning, the reports start coming in. I've never seen it like it is now. This morning, I've given you the best medicine you can take. The best advice you can take. Accept the sympathy and the condolences that's necessary. And let's keep on giving them. But nobody, hear this carefully, nobody can comfort you when you have a heartache like you can. And nobody can lift you when you're falling like you can. But you say, how do I do it? Keep on sewing. Keep on sewing. Keep on sewing. Keep on working. And by the way, as I said last Sunday morning, I think it was, I spend most of my life helping folks bear burdens that are lighter than the ones I have. You say, well, how wonderful that is. How, what a wonderful Christian you are. No, I'm selfish. I've learned how to make mine lighter. If I can help carry yours. And so this morning I say, in any rifle, you bust kids. You folks that have folks over here in the Pathfinder Department. You folks who are deaf. You folks who have lost loved ones recently. You folks who are waiting for the doctor's reports. And I, I know two dozen people right now just waiting for the doctor. Is it malignant? Is it malignant? Is it malignant? Or waiting for the reports that you've had on your, your heart test or something. Whatever the best advice I can ever give you is for you yourself. Keep on working. Your heart's broken? Keep sowing. Burden is heavy? Keep sowing. For they that sow in tears while weeping. No, it doesn't say they didn't sow tears. The fact that you cry doesn't mean you're going to be happy someday. But the fact that you keep on sowing while you cry 
means one day you have a work ethic and you'll keep on working when you have joy. So this morning, the two types of people, those that are heavy-hearted, keep on working. Those that are light-hearted, keep on working. You work in tears and work in joy. I have no thought.